Welcome to the LifePurpose.com podcast. The number one podcast in the entire cosmos for empowering and inspiring you to live your life's purpose. My name is Hema Ullman. And I'm Gabriel Sarah. And today's episode is about opening your heart and having fun with your purpose. That's what it means to be infinite times greater than the illusions of the outer world. It means to have your heart open. That's what a master does. A master has the heart open so that God's energy can flow freely through the heart. And that dismantles all illusions of fear immediately. It's like you're turning on the light and all darkness just gets illumined and it cannot come to you. And we really have to remember that, you and I, that in order to be greater and stronger than the illusions in the outer world, it means that we have to live with an open heart. And no matter where we are, who we are with, this place here has got to be free. It's got to be open. It's got to be so open so that the channel of God can flow freely through us in this mantle the old narratives and the old patterns of our ancestors. And we it makes so much sense why you channeled the message of anchoring the frequency, the energy signature to be far greater and more powerful than the illusions of the outer world. And, and because it goes hand in hand, and anchor in the energy signature of the full authentic creative expression. It's, it goes hand in hand. The feminine energy, it wants to blossom, it wants to bloom, it wants to grow, it wants to evolve, it wants to express, it wants to dance, it wants to play, it wants to sing, it wants to have so much fun with an open heart. And that's how we want to move through this life every day. That is the way of the master, that is the way of the free soul. Onushuriya kanasana tikiata yamiya. Thank you, God. Thank you, great I am presence for keeping us in the energy signature in, through and around us to sustain our highest vibration and to sustain our most ideal well-being and vitality on all levels. Keep us in that energy that enables us to thrive on all levels. Thank you. Keep us in the energy signature that enables us to manifest a life of holistic divine abundance, the most abundant, prosperous, fortunate lives on all levels in a balanced way. Keep us in that vibration always and in always. Keep us in the divine vibration of what it means to live life with so much pleasure with so much genuine, innocent, heartfelt pleasure and full creative expression and enable us to have our hearts open and to move through life every day and every moment with our chest open, our heart open, our shoulders back, our neck free. Hey, by the way, I know you're listening to this podcast because you know you have a big purpose but you may need support fulfilling what you came here to do. 
That's why we invite you to join the lifepurpose.com support community. Just click on the link in the description or go to lifepurpose.com to check it out. And now back to the episode. There is so much creative potential inside of us, Gabrielle. There is so much wild, free, creative energy. It's so vast. It's so big. We cannot hold back. It's time to rise and leave all the fears behind. And when you live from your heart, your energy becomes magnetized. Your energy becomes so big, like this massive round toroidal field of pure source energy around you, pure God energy around you. And that is your force field. That's how you are infinite times greater and more powerful than the illusions of the outer world. That is the energy signature. It's all about the heart. That's what it is. And it master, you see them pointing to their hearts always. It is about the healed heart. It is about releasing the trauma. It is about letting go of the ancestral patterns that do not serve you anymore, not not individually and not collectively. And with the healed heart and with getting back into harmony with your own feminine energy and your own masculine energy, that you can then awaken to a higher purpose and be truly of service and leave your contribution to a planet of harmony, to a planet and a collective of peace. And that is going to be very important and required for the shift into the new earth. We need enough people to live and to move on this planet with open hearts. Be in a state of love no matter how other people respond to you. That is the way of the master. And that, with that, knowing with that consciousness, with, when you live that and you embody that, you have made your ascension. In order to access your divine calling, you must access it from your heart with an open heart. It cannot come through your mind only. It's about having the heart and the mind open and receiving the calling and the knowing from within. And that's going to require your heart to be open to a certain extent. I have a question for you. So we are in an age where online businesses, creative work is becoming much more embraced and much more viable as a means of creating a business and using that as a means for someone to awaken their purpose. So in the case of you and I, we're using lifepurpose.com, growing it as a business, and we're going to this whole journey together. Now, my question to you is, you just said that a closed heart is basically going to prevent you from living in full alignment with your purpose. What can someone do to open their heart? And what are ways that you personally have opened your heart? What does that even mean? Drink cacao. No, seriously, that's not even a joke. The cacao is one tool that I continue to use every day to anchor into my heart space. What does it mean to live with an open heart? That's the first question. Let's, let's go there. What does that mean to you? To live with an open heart to me means to live in a state of love. Love for myself, love for everything and everyone that I meet during my day. And to hold myself and others in a state of love as much as I can. And what is the connection with that definition of open heart for you have to do with purpose? 
And the heart is the gateway to your higher self. It's like the bridge where your higher self is communicating with you. And your higher self is gonna guide you, the human version of you, to live your purpose, to fulfill your purpose and to express your purpose. So when you have an open heart and you have forgiveness in your heart, you have empathy in your heart, you have love in your heart, your heart is open, at least to a certain extent. And the more your heart is open, the easier it is for your highest self to direct you and to guide you. But when your heart is closed, meaning you live in a state of fear, anxiety, grief, you hold on to grudges, to resentment, you live in the past, you worry about the future, that's what it means to have your heart closed. You're going to operate your days and everything that you do pretty much 100% just from your mind and from your analytical thinking and from your logic. Your highest self, a higher power, God, is not communicating with your analytical mind. It's communicating through your heart. Does that answer your question? Is that understandable? I think so. All right. And so if let's say someone's heart is closed, let's see, let's keep going with what you're saying. If someone's heart is closed, if someone is having anger or living with anger, living with fear, let's say they're living with mistrust. Let's say they've been through significant experiences in their life where they reality the outer world has shown them something that they cannot trust certain things. They cannot take that leap of faith and quit that job, or they cannot leave the country and go to that place, or whatever, fill in the blank. And they're in that state of mistrust. If they have a closed heart by what you're saying, a closed heart and an open heart would be, then what are some ways that someone can open their heart. Be ready to open your heart. It's all about our free will. And it's also about our personal choice. When you set the intention and it is truly an innate desire for you to live with an open heart, your heart will be open more and more. But you have to be the initiator by setting the intention and by making the choice that you choose to live with an open heart. You choose to have to have more love for yourself and for the people in your life and for everything that you experience in your life. It's all about the power of your free choice. That is the first step to live with an open heart. So first step is set the intention. Hey, higher self, my hand, presence, God, I want to open my heart. Pat me. I have no idea what that looks like. Can you guide me here? That that is that is a beautiful way. The way you just said it. Ask for help. And as always, surrender to your own higher presence and just say, God, higher self, whatever you choose to call it, please help me open my heart. Okay, understood. Now, the next question, because I'm asking you the question, but you're not, you're still once again beating around the bush here is, what are some things that you personally have done to help you open your heart? Forgiveness is a huge thing. What do you mean? In order for me to get to a place with my heart where I am now, where I can say that for the majority of my life I really live with an open heart, 
and I feel the connection with my heart and the intuition in my heart. It has not always been that way. And doing a lot of forgiveness work and consciously forgiving experiences from the past, forgiving people where I felt hurt, that has enabled me to free my heart a lot and to live more from my heart space. So forgiveness is a big one. And I'd also say having rituals like daily meditations where I would just sit in silence and I would drop my focus and my attention to my heart space. And I would consciously explore my heart, like going within, focusing on my heart and just feeling, how does my heart feel? How does my chest feel? Am I feeling expansive in my heart or am I feeling contracted? Does it feel closed or does it feel open? And I, I learned how to go with my consciousness into my heart and to clear out grudges, fear, resentment. This is all energetic work that everyone can do simply by exploring your own body and by learning how to work with your own energy. And just rituals, having rituals to work with the energy in your heart and to purge what needs to be purged from your heart. Another thing that helps a lot with living from your heart and connecting to your heart is connecting to nature, spending more time with Mother Earth and connecting back to Earth, to the elements, to nature, to the animals, and just feel, just feel the presence of nature in your body and in your heart. And when you are in nature and you go out, ask nature for assistance, ask nature for help to help you live more from your heart. Everything has a consciousness. Nature has a consciousness. Very, It's very aware. And that's why everything in nature, a majority of the colors that you see are green. The leaves are green, the grass is green, the bushes are green. There is so much green color in nature. And the green color is associated with the heart chakra and our planet Earth. It's called Mother, Mother Earth for a reason. And the mother is also connected to the breasts. The breasts are connected to the heart. So one could say that this planet that we're living on, nature is a symbol for the heart. And it's when we connect back to nature outside of us, we're then connecting back to the nature within us. And we are going to remember that we are part of Mother Earth. We're literally made of the Earth. And that will automatically bring us back more into our heart space. And I'm sure you've noticed that as well, don't you? When you are outside and you have your feet on the ground and you connect with the trees and you just enjoy the time in nature, whether you are at, a, at an ocean or a lake or, or the forest, how does it make you feel? Versus when you are locked into a room, let's say, with a lot of noise and the radio is on and you have the computer on and what have you. Don't you notice a difference in how you feel? And another, another thing that has helped me and still helps me a lot to live from my heart is every time I, every time I would have a doubt or a lack of clarity or I feel sometime, some, some type of contraction in my heart or I go back and forth on a decision in my life, I'd always go back to the same question, and that is, 
what would love do right now? And then I focus on my heart. And then I always receive an answer. And it, the answer comes from within. It comes from the chest, from the heart area. So these are a few things that can help someone to live from the heart and open their hearts. And also the knowing that love truly is perhaps the highest vibrational frequency that one can experience. And that's why, you know, we also create, we create very powerful things through love. And it's not just making a baby. Uh, the, a baby is being created through the act of love, the attraction that brings two people together, the attraction, one can say, it's love. And it's so powerful that it can create a living being. And that's why we've always, um, we've always been reminded to go back to the knowing and the truth that everything that we are creating, just pour forth great love, just pour forth great love. It's for a reason, because love is like the glue that brings everything together. And a lack of love makes everything just fall apart. And I believe what is one of the most important things for your life and for your creations and for your purpose is fill it. Fill it with your love. Fill it with your love and your care. And it will grow. And it will evolve and it will blossom. You started off this podcast episode crying and mentioning that there was a lack of fun and pleasure and maybe you feel this now in your life maybe you feel that your life has a a routine and that can be maybe boring or maybe you were in fact channeling the energy of your ancestors but you hit on something very interesting about having fun and creativity and creative expression and obviously there's a connection here between having fun and doing something that's in your heart to manifesting this this purpose we all have that purpose within us we all have something unique a contribution to give to the world how does someone stay in the frequency and the vibration of fun when things are difficult when there are when the outer world or the reality of the outer world is you know some people think hey i can't leave that job because how am i going to pay the bills every time that i've ever tried to do my own thing it's never worked out for me and i'm scared to do it again but i can't i don't i don't want to i don't want to fail again i don't want to go through this feeling of pain again but i want to do something fun i want to use my creative gifts and talents but i need to know that it's going to work because i have to pay the bills and i can't take it at this job anymore i'd say if you need your job right now for financial income keep your job for now but most importantly find time to express yourself creatively and make that a big priority and Focus the time that you have on your creative outlet and explore that, explore more of your creative genius and see that, see where that takes you. And perhaps the more you take time to explore your creative expression, the more insight and the more clarity you will get along, along the line on where you could take that creative expression. 
But if you have not explored your creative expression, if you have not explored what it means to have fun while making a living, you don't just want to leave your job right away and then figure out your fun and your creativity from there. If you depend on your job for a financial income, keep the job for now. That's what I would do. But I would definitely focus on exploring and remembering what it means to me to have fun and what it means to me to express myself creatively. Are you having fun? Sometimes. There can be more fun in my life at this stage, for sure. What is what is fun for you? It's always the same answer for me. A lot, a lot has to do with music and singing and dancing and using my body and being outdoors in nature and sharing that with people that I love. So let me ask you, why aren't you doing those things more often? I do them, but I believe in order for me to take that to the next level is I want to share it with more people. It's one thing to do it on my own and to dance in my room versus dancing with others and sharing that joy and that euphoria with others. And I really believe in that quote that happiness expands and happiness gets doubled when we share it with others. And I really believe that the the bliss, the joy, the fun only gets amplified when we find a way to share it with others. And that's what, why it's also so beautiful that when you when you have a purpose and you you do feel joy and fun around your purpose it's only by sharing it with others that it get, it can get to a new to a new to a new level so why aren't you sharing your enjoyment for music and dance and singing with others why haven't you signed up for music classes or dance classes or whatever classes so that you can be with a group of people that share the same interests and passions as you i believe i've i have just been focused on on other things too much other priorities and it's just been lately where i i have this desire to share the creative expression and the joy and the fun with others i mean it, it starts with you as well and with mama right like, we can have a dance party here. It's just about creating time for that, you know? And that was also a big part of doing the cacao ceremonies, to sing and to do that with others, you know? And I definitely do see myself uh, sharing the joy and the fun with more people. And bringing, let's say, let's bring more people into that space of joy and fun. And I believe... When we know how to set up an environment of fun and joy, we can then invite people to experience that same level of fun and joy. It's like, it's like when we were at the Tony Robbins Business Mastery and we talked about this at length. We, we both observed that when we went to the Tony Robbins Business Mastery, we were in his reality. We were in his world. And I remember there was this one woman, she was an older lady, and... Tony was speaking to her, he's like he pulled her out of the crowd and they were having that little moment, but she wasn't being honest and authentic with her words. She wasn't being congruent. And Tony Robbins picked up on that very quickly. 
And he called her out on that. And I'm bringing this up because, like you had said, with the environment, the atmosphere has to be created first within one's own reality. So if you wanted to be the, if you feel that you're lacking fun, for example, or lacking creative expression, whose responsibility is this? It's my responsibility. It's your responsibility, right? So when I think about the, the heart, when I think about having an open heart versus a closed heart, it means something similar to you, but I would articulate it in obviously my own way. What I am wondering is how does fun, creative expression, and opening one's heart all connect into someone going after their purpose? Well, it's very easy for me. When we have fun, our heart instantly opens. When we have fun, we feel good. Well, what does that look like to, to have an open heart? For me, I, for me, what I say is, like, if someone has an open heart, they're more approachable, they're more friendly, they're having a good time with their lives, they're not, they're not uptight, they're more relaxed, they're much more grateful and thankful, and, you know, maybe they're saying hi to more people. I don't, I really don't know what that, what that looks like or that feels like. Maybe I already am living with an open heart. I don't know. The only thing that I can never relate to that experience of open heart is the first time I took ayahuasca and then I came back from Peru to the States and I felt this buzzing in my heart. But other than that, I don't know what this, what is, do you, can you say definitively you have an open heart? For the majority, yes. So if someone is having fun. It's easier for them to, to come in with an open heart, to live with an open heart, as you're saying. Yes, because when you're having fun, you're embodying a love vibration. And that love vibration is connected to having an open heart. So what you're saying is, going back to that example of someone working a job and they're not having fun, they're, they may be depressed. They may, they may have anxiety. I'm going to use myself as a perfect example. I was working in New York City, underpaid wanting more clients, actively doing what I could to get more clients, still not having success, feeling miserable, feeling financial stress, feeling financial pressure, feeling miserable, feeling stuck. If you take someone like that, what do you tell them about, and they're listening to this podcast, obviously, because they're listening to it and they may resonate. They may be where I was. What do they need to do? What, are this, what is the bullshit that they need to stop to take that number one step. Do something that genuinely excites you without focusing on survival mode, without focusing on paying the bills, without focusing on money. Just do something because it feels good to you, because it raises your energy, it raises your vibration, irregardless of it making you money or not. Mm, that's key. That's key right there. Okay, now we're getting there. So I know for me growing up and... And I think this is the, the brilliance of us growing up in two different parts of the world. You grew up in Europe, in Austria. I grew up in the United States. The United States, heavily, especially New York City. New York City, Brooklyn, all about financials. If you're not, if you're not financially successful, you are a loser. That is at least the, what I've observed, and that is the idea that I have conjured up 
Yeah, because it was New York City, at least it was known as the financial capital of the world. So that's the mindset embedded in that place of the world. Yes, but in your part of the world, you you growing up, your time was with your mom, your dad, your brothers, your, your sister, going to the lake, climbing mountains, doing all this like activity, being outdoors. That was in my reality, right? But if you have someone like this, and as you were saying, do something that makes you feel good, that raises your energy, that makes you perhaps happy, irregardless of the money. Growing up, there was that attachment to, I have to do this, not because it makes me happy, not because it brings me joy, but because it brings me a financial outcome. It, it pays the bills. It brings me a certain level of finances so that I, way I can live a comfortable enough life. That was the mentality or that was the programming that I grew up with. Especially seeing the reality that I had come to observe, I wanted nothing to do with that reality. So my sole focus in life was to chase money. And that got me absolutely nowhere. So I'm hoping, I'm asking this question now because I would not want someone, a future Gabriel or Hema or whoever, to be listening to this and then they're in their they're 16, 17, in their 20s or 30s or whatever, and they're still living a life that they're unhappy with. Guess what? You're still going to be unhappy because you're living with bullshit. You're living with this you're living this life that you're very unhappy with you're living this life that is not in congruence and that is not in alignment with the truth of who you truly are so you're saying find just one thing at least one thing that you enjoy correct yeah and that raises your vibration it raises your okay look people may not speak that same term as you so you're saying raising your vibration is raising your energy it makes you feel good it makes you it gets you out of fear into... Bringing in the present moment. It makes you yeah. feel excited. Okay, what else? But also, I am not talking about numbing your senses with drugs, etc. Or with eating food and stuffing your mouth. I'm not talking about these kind of things that may make you feel good in the moment. But it's a distractive habit that is not going to make you feel over the long term. I'm talking about doing something that brings you a level of happiness and joy and fulfillment over the long term. And that could look like anything. That could look like, it could look like cooking. It could look like going to restaurants and eating. It could look like taking psychedelics. It could look like making art. It could be any form of creative outlet. Anything that brings you into the present moment. Hugging, hugging an animal, hugging a tree. Hugging a dog, maybe getting a pet. This goes back to what you were saying in the previous episode about childhood and that our childhood usually gives us clues as to many parts of our purpose. Maybe obviously good moments to our childhood, not so good moments to our childhood. But it would be good to start there, I would imagine, and then to maybe reawaken some of those things or to relive some of those positive experiences that we no longer did as a child. So maybe like, mm. for example, like playing video games, 
you know, maybe as an adult now, you know, you could play video games. You know, you could say some, if that's something that, that makes you happy, there could be something, some value in that. But I also, I want to point out that there is, let's call it an illusionary happiness, which simply triggers artificially your dopamine and your endorphins levels and that could that that gets triggered by watching porn that gets triggered by being on social media that gets triggered by playing video games these are artificial more destructive ways for you to feel good in the moment but it's not it's not going to work long term and i want to point this out because this is very important you want to find something that releases endorphins, dopamines, and the happiness hormones, the feel-good hormones, in a natural, organic way. Well, I'm going to challenge you on that because, okay, let's look at, you just said the porn industry, right? Let's use that example of the porn industry because... I want to, I just want to add one more thing here. Um, and this is really important. A lot of people do a lot of destructive habits in order to feel good. A lot of people, they have very destructive habits and rituals. One of them is being constantly on the phone to get this dopamine kick of being on social media, and it keeps them addicted to the phone. So I want to point this out that we need to differentiate here between creating a creative expression, creating an outlet, an activity that fulfills your soul versus just fulfilling a tempo a temporary happiness kick. I'm gonna challenge you on this now because okay, who is to say that the person using social media, yeah, it, for you it may be destructive. It may be something that produces discord within you, but for someone else, their purpose is actually to start up a social media empire. Look at Gary Vaynerchuk. True. Okay. Let's take the porn industry for example. Yeah, but also I want to add on here with Gary Vaynerchuk. He uses technology, the phone, the computer, not to just mindlessly scroll around and to get a dopamine kick from it and to watch people masturbate on the internet. He's using the phone maybe hours, five, seven, eight, nine, ten hours a day to create something. And he uses it to create his purpose online. That's a big difference. But that's that's where I'm going with this. Yeah. The person that's scrolling on their phone may be scrolling on their phone because God wants them to scroll on their phone and then they see maybe like a flaw in an app and then all of a sudden they get that spark of genius or they're scrolling on social media and then they see something, they see a post on social media and then a spark of genius overtakes them and then it's, and then it's like, oh, I've got to do X, Y, and Z here gonna go back to the porn industry porn today can be very aggressive and very rough and very extreme but what if someone is seeing that and then they're like man i actually want to produce more like intimate porn and then a new type of porn is born where it's like you very porn it's porn. new earth new earth porn i don't know i have no idea yeah so you're saying that no matter what there is there is even a divinely inspired orchestration in you mindlessly scrolling through the internet. Let's yeah, put it like there's polarity. There's polarity in everything. What is the what is the polarity of all the plastic 
that has ever been produced in the last hundred years, what is that actually inspired now? Tell us. Compostable products. Before that was an issue. Before it was an issue, ironically enough, to package things. And then they came up with plastic. And now, because there is such a problem with plastic going into the oceans and going all over the planet because whoever created the plastic didn't think, wow, it, what's going to happen if we have so much plastic? We have millions of tons of plastic. And now because of that, we as a collective have said, oh, this is a lot of plastic. Remember when we went to Bali? Plastic in the ocean, plastic on the beach, plastic everywhere. What has that spawned in the last five years? Companies that produce compostable biodegradable packaging. Okay, then let me ask you one question. You brought up the example with the plastic in the ocean and that everything, how did you say it, it's polarity? And polarity. It's leading always to a higher outcome? Yeah. So then let me ask you, I would say that we can agree on this, that especially over the last three years with the global quote-unquote pandemic, it has become collectively more and more obvious that a majority of people are not happy with what they do for a living. And a lot of people are looking for new ways to build a life with true fulfillment and with true purpose. So that was the beautiful shift that we have all collectively been invited now to recognize that the old ways of perhaps working a nine-to-five job and what we saw as service and um, having a job no longer serves where we are going. And maybe you have some thoughts on that. Like how, my question is, in your, in your opinion, how were the last years with the lockdown, as you say it, how was that leading up to, like, what was what, what is being born in that contrast of people not wanting to have their jobs anymore, people being forced to do things that they don't want to do in their jobs? Like, where is that leading to, leading to? Well, that contrast or that polarity, as far as I see from my state of consciousness, has shifted a majority of the world's thinking to being more creative, actually, if you think about this. Because I remember this, and I do remember this very clearly. I remember when it was years before the lockdown, and I was talking about doing online personal training. And I remember being laughed at by the gym owner. The gym owner said, no one's ever going to pay for that at the gym that I worked at. Fast forward, and I hear that that same gym decided to do online personal training. So the lockdown experience, what that did was that forced a lot of people to think creatively about how they would mimic events, especially in-person activities online. Perfect example, Tony Robbins, Unleash the Power Within. Before, obviously, Tony Robbins would sell out a whole stadium or arena or whatever filled with people, auditorium filled with people to do Unleash the Power Within. UPW. But when the lockdown happened, what did he have to do? He had to do it online. And how did he do it? He did something very creative. He got a whole bunch of screens. He got a whole room. And then he, he did the whole thing with people just going in on Zoom or something or video FaceTime. What did WWE do? The World Wrestling Entertainment do? 
their their whole business, like their whole thing is predicated on having in-person events. And they tour around the country. They tour around, you know, uh, the U.S. And, and sometimes Europe or Canada or whatever. And they hold their events. Well, when the lockdown happened and they had their signature event, their premium event, WrestleMania, what did they have to do? They had to create a completely different style of WrestleMania. And so they did things that they did not normally do, whereas they had to do a, a live wrestling match. They actually scripted up storylines. They scripted up events and they made, they made the matches that they had more theatrical, more dramatic, and then they had more production value put into the event. Same thing with when they had their signature events Raw and SmackDown. What did they have to do? At first, it was literally the wrestlers coming into the ring to create like background noise for the actual wrestling match. And then they shifted it to having the WWE Universe, air quotes, be present in the arena without them actually being there. So what did they do? They bought a whole bunch of TV screens, put it all around the arena, which I thought was like really, really interesting. And they had people tuning in, showing their face as it was being televised. What did other companies have to do? They had to hold their business operations online. So we saw the shift from in-person work to remote work. Why was that so big? That was huge because there was this default way of thinking for the collective. You have to go to this office. You have to clock in. You have to work 40 hours a week. Now, that has been completely challenged. Why can't I work from my laptop at home, not have to see someone's face that I don't want to see, not have to commute two hours to a job that I don't want to commute to? Why can't I just be at home and I spend two, three hours doing focused, intense work, get all my work done instead of having to work eight hours a day, 40 hours a week? That's an outdated idea. So the polarity of the pandemic or the lockdown, whatever you choose to call it, I call it lockdown. The polarity in that, the contrast in that is that it created, it forced creativity. Right. Think about it like this. And this is also very applicable too. I remember times when I was really, really poor. And in those moments, it forced a lot of creativity. It forced me to be much more creative in my head to entertain myself, to quote unquote, have fun. So if someone is saying, and they're using the excuse, oh, but that costs money to have fun. It costs money to do dance classes. It costs money to do creative. It costs money. That's a fucking lie. That's another excuse. It's about using the creativity within us. First. First. Exactly. But how do we use the creativity? Okay, now it's coming full circle. How do we use the creativity within us first? Well, if the creative energy is truly connected to the female energy, then it would lead me to believe that we would have to have a certain level of openness, whether you call this an open heart or or what have you, but we have to have a certain level of imagination, a certain level of possibility existing within us to be creative about our work or our play. And obviously the ideal would be to live a life of purpose or to have a life's purpose where 
your quote-unquote work is your quote-unquote playing. So it's basically like you're playing all the time, right? Like this. That's what children do. Yeah. Like at this point right now, we, we're doing this podcast. This is not work for me. This is just communication. But the work for me is editing the podcast and all the stuff that comes afterwards, right? How do I make that a form of play? How do we make that a form of play? Well, that's the next step. But in this regard, this is this is not work. This is just how it's happening, the cacao ceremony and et cetera, right? That's the same thing for someone else, too, that is working the job, is in a situation where they're not happy and they want to find their happiness. They want to con connect with an aspect of themselves that they maybe have forgotten, a.k.a. their inner child, maybe. And they want to feel alive. They want to have fun. They want to play. They want to have that spark. Be excited for life. Be excited for every day. Well, how do you do that? Like you said, prioritizing making that first step, making that initial play date, if you will, right? So if it's Friday and you're, you have that job and it's five o'clock and it's time for you to punch out, are you going to go to the bar or are you going to stay in, lock in, focus, and have that sit down with yourself, have that powwow and ask yourself that first question, well, what's going to make me happy? What's my form of play? And are you going to take action on that form of play? Are you going to say, hey, five o'clock, now it's my time to dance. Have you scheduled that dance class? Have you signed up for that Skillshare membership? Have you signed up for that art class? That art class? Have you learned or watched that video on how to create NFTs? What stops you from having fun? I think what stops, what can stop myself and everyone else from having fun is by allowing the excuses of the ego to override or hinder us from scheduling the creativity in our lives. Excuses. Yeah, excuses. That That's pretty much it. Excuses can take on many different shapes and forms. Not having the financial resources, feeling too tired to try something new, thinking that you're too old, thinking that you're too big, thinking that you're too feminine, thinking that you're too masculine, thinking that you're whatever. What are other people going to say? What is my husband going to say? They're endless. Excuses are endless. And your mind can come up with any excuse to stop you from doing something. And that's why it's important to live from the open heart then. Because yes, you got to include, I'm not saying just live from the heart. Always include your mind and work with your mind as well in a balanced way. And as you were saying, have and establish that heart-brain coherence. Know how to use your mind. Sharpen it like a blade. But also tap back into the intuition and the divine force in your heart, which is your compass. It knows your purpose. It knows which way to go. And it will communicate with you in a way that goes way beyond the logical mind. It may tell you to, to go down a certain way, to take that course, to take that art class and your mind perhaps if you have not established that mind and heart coherence your mind may be rebellious and your mind will tell your heart no we can't go because we don't have the money we can't go because i'm too old whatever whatever you have it's in these moments where you have to differentiate what are the excuses of the ego that prevent you from growing because the ego there we go the ego loves for things to just be as they are. Even if you're not happy, the ego is comfortable with that. 
And that's why so many people, it's like they keep repeating their misery because they live from the mind only. And they allow the mind, they allow the ego to keep them trapped in a miserable life because it's familiarity. When you have become so familiar with misery and an unfulfilling life, it's comfortable. It became comfortable for your ego. And then if you have tapped back into your heart and your heart is open to a certain level, your heart will tell you to try something new. And it's then up to you to surrender to the knowing, to the intuition from your higher self communicating through your heart. It may not make any sense to your mind, but it's going to lead to somewhere. And that's why it's important to open your heart as much as possible, because when your heart is open, you're open to more possibilities. You're more limitless, you're more free, you're more expansive. But if you're, as you said, coming from the that ego perspective associating with your identity, oh, I can't do this because X, Y, and Z story, then you limit yourself from the possibility. Right. You limit yourself from being very creative and resourceful. Tony Robbins said that, right? He said, it's not about your resources, it's about your, your, your resourcefulness. And, you know, I want to add into that. Resource. What does that word even mean, to be resourceful? Can that mean that you're actually tapped into a higher source, a replica of source, and you become resourceful by being tapped into your own inner source, which is in your heart? which then opens you to more divine possibilities, infinite possibilities, because the universe, the cosmos, it's infinite possibilities always happening for you. You have access to infinite realities at any moment, at any time, but only you will have that awareness when you tap back into your own inner source, which lies in your heart. And then realities become resourceful. Then resources start manifesting in your life. And when you live from the intuition in your heart, your heart guiding you to go there, to do this, to start something new, that's when your life can shift very, very fast. As I am hearing you say this, I'm recalling a Netflix documentary that I watched on Cristiano Ronaldo. And there was a part of the documentary where his agent, his agent was sitting down at like a restaurant or, and he was... Maybe he was drunk or maybe he was just really passionate when he said that. But he said in a very, like, over and over again, he said, anything is possible. Because he was talking about Cristiano Ronaldo and I think his contract and that he became the highest paying soccer player in the world. I don't know what this, what the, I can't remember the context of it, but he just kept saying that over and over again. Nothing is impossible. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. And... Even now, I'm also recalling a um, uh, couple of days ago, the God voice within me just kept saying anything is possible, anything is possible. And then I looked it up on YouTube and then I saw a little YouTube short of a UFC fighter by the name of Yoel Romero. And he had this really intense segment where he was saying anything is possible, anything is possible. You have two hands like me, anything is possible. Go, go. And that, when I think about that, when I think about that there is infinite possibilities in this world, I mean, look at, look at our journey. Like, I could not have imagined that that would be possible, but that happened, you know? And 
how did that happen? I was I had to have been open enough to have been saying, you know what, I'm not gonna keep living this life in the States. You had to have been open enough to say, you know what, I'm gonna go and go see this guy that I've never met before. Embrace the unknown. Embrace the unknown. You, in that moment, when you decided to come over to the United States to meet me for the first time, you were not necessarily thinking. No. It was a clear and strong impulse that I felt in my body, in my heart. We gotta go. It's time. And you just went. I just went. There was no doubt about it. So you had a you had to have had an open enough heart and a quiet enough mind, I would say. Right, because at this time you were doing a lot of intense meditation work. I wouldn't say intense meditation work, but I was teaching meditation in some schools. You already had done a meditation certification. And the mental coaching as well. So you were a certified meditation coach. I am, on paper. Yes, yes. Uh, exactly. So you already had this build-up. The tool this box. Tool to get the mind quiet enough. My mind has always been, I would say, very adaptive to the lead of the heart. Sometimes not even the lead of the heart, but... There is no better way than saying it's the knowing of my body. You know, when you, there's a saying, you feel it in your bones. You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. Like, you know, something's going to happen. You, you just know it. You know it in your body. You feel it. That's what I'm talking about. It's powerful. And yeah, it's also about owning, really owning your business, uh, owning your bigness, owning your bigness and being willing to leap into the unknown. And know that this is going to expand you in ways that you cannot fathom. But are you ready to own your bigness? Are you ready to get expanded in ways that you cannot comprehend? Are you, are you willing to get stretched on all levels so that you can really become the big version that can live your big purpose? Mm, that's a podcast message right there. So... And... Another thing that I want to add, I, the both of us, we know about the Heart Math Institute and we have both gotten familiar with their work and their studies in terms of what happens with us humans when we're tapped into the heart and how that changes our energy field mm -hmm. versus when we are tapped into the fear of the mind, right? So when you're tapped into the fear of your mind, your energy gets very small. Everything shrinks. This is proven by science at this, at this stage. And when you tap back into your heart and you live from there, your energy is massive. You have like this protective, massive force field around you. Now just, just think about this. How is your life going to be different, the quality of your life? When you live from the heart with this massive toroidal field around you, this force field, this divine force field around you, where your energy is really expansive and, and magnetic versus you living from the fear, which only comes from the mind, where everything gets like your auric field, your toroidal field, it gets like, it shrinks, it can get blocked, it gets stifled. You have two choices to either live from the heart the force field around you or the contracted fearful energy from the mind. You're going to have two different life experiences with one, with 
the when you live from the heart and you choose the the magnetic force field around your your being you are opening up to infinite possibilities and realities can shift very quickly but when you are living in a state of fear that comes from the mind everything will will feel and become very slow and stifling and fearful and you will limit yourself in so many ways i think this is a perfect example to the difference between you and i is i would say that we both had to have had an open enough heart and an open enough mind to have gone on the journey that we went on together but the difference is i think you had much more fun than i did and we were traveling and there was a lot that was going on. And for me, a lot of the time, there was a lot of panic and anxiety. And I was nervous a lot. I was, every single time, every single time we went into an airport, left an airport, went into a new country, left a country that I had become finally comfortable with. Sometimes it would just be very intense. How do you, how were you able to be so, from what I saw, so relaxed, so calm and it looked like you were having just a very good time and you were just genuinely excited to explore and have this adventure how is this possible how could i not how could i not like god the universe infinite divine intelligence has gifted me the opportunity to travel the world it's like a massive gift a massive present how could i not enjoy it every single moment how could I not have fun with this every single moment? I think that it all comes down to perspective and our experiences growing up. Because for me, I've had many traumatic experiences where uncertainty was like very alarming for me. Whereas for you, because you had so much stability and certainty in your life, uncertainty was like an adventure for you. Perhaps. But for me, because I had so much uncertainty growing up, I craved certainty and stability. Mm. It's interesting. It's very interesting. Mm. Like, I really wish that I could have been more like you because I don't think I would ever have that opportunity again. I don't think that I would ever have the opportunity again to just go to Bali on a whim and ride a scooter, you know, and go to Montpetour or... For example, go to Australia and right along the coast, like I, you know. So what? I wasn't having fun. I, I, if I think about like the old moments, there were some parts where I was having fun. I could be in the present moment, but for the most part, I was always concerned about how we're gonna get the money to do this. How am I gonna provide the resources for us to do this? What's it gonna be like to go over here? The checklist in my head. Yeah. Of traveling. And that's you being stuck in your head too much. That's me being stuck in my head. That's that's me coming from the place of survival, right? Like in, in New York City, it was constantly like looking over my shoulder and looking around my environment to make sure that there was no crazy people going to attack me, especially in Brooklyn, you know? Like, for example, the other day we're, we're walking and then we see some, some dude uh, naked and he's like shaking his penis and it's like, maybe that's like normal here in Austria. But for me, that was very triggering because that reminded me to the time when I think I told you the uncle, the one that was a paranoid schizophrenic, I woke up to him masturbating and spitting in my face. So it's like, you know, we had these experiences and like we're both having the same experiences. 
we're legit having the same experiences except our perception is completely different we're both creating this podcast right now maybe for you this is fun right you're like wow like lifepurpose.com but for me i'm constantly under a state of stress and anxiety about this because you of course 100 percent, always while we're recording even still in the back of my head yeah because i know how much work this is going to be to edit the podcast each podcast i'm i know how much work it's going to be to like and then there's the thing about the finances like how are we going to come up with the money to pay for the hosting so it's like it's like still the same thing over and over again like i have there's so much uncertainty that i have and it's like i just cannot embrace the fun aspect of it and it becomes very serious where it's like man i could fail at this and like how do i like i have to succeed at this i, I don't know like there's nothing else for what, what else is there for me to do like i have nothing else for me to do i have trading i have this i have to make this work yeah and that's um that's used attaching how do i not attach right is it is it as simple as having an open heart you see and this is i think this is a good thing because we are two different people as i said coming together creating this co-creating this and there's two different philosophies there's two different opinions you know so it's just very interesting to observe this okay so getting back to the to our listener today then for me like okay i get it it i get the part of following your heart to awaken your purpose like you have a purpose we have a purpose everyone has a purpose but what exactly is that purpose how does someone express that purpose in a very clear concrete way like if someone asks you what do you do you tell them what i help people with their life purpose that's what you do right now if we're asking someone else what do you do and they had to answer that question for their life purpose how would they answer it i get the part of you have to creatively articulate your purpose in a way that can be understood by you first and foremost because that's the it has to make sense to you and then have it make sense to everyone else if you have to have your purpose in such a way is that if you have a business and you sell something a service or a product okay i get that but there is a disconnect for me with the fun and the open heart. I think it could be because less and less as I've gotten older, I have less fun or I'm not laughing as much. And much like you had opened up this podcast, I really would like to do fun things, but maybe my excuse now at this stage is that costs me my time. That costs me energy when I'm feeling, these days I've been feeling so incredibly sleepy and tired. And then also the classic, well, that costs money to do this. And I'm asking myself, listening to you, am I living with an open heart? Am I, like, is my heart open enough? Maybe I'm comparing myself now. I'm not sure. But I'm certain that someone listening to this could be thinking the same thing, could be resonating with what I'm saying or could be resonating with what you're saying. And the idea or the objective is to analyze this enough to where it is clear for them i'm gonna challenge our audience today to take step number one and that step is to ask yourself what is going to bring you some joy right now that is in alignment with 
maybe what's been in your heart to do that you've been desiring, you've been putting off because you've been making some excuse story for why you can't do something and to schedule that today, today, at some point today, 10 minutes, go to your calendar app on your phone and schedule an appointment, schedule a class, schedule something, one hour, two hours, 30 minutes, dancing, music, art, anything creative, anything that is in alignment with your purpose. I challenge you, schedule that time today and take that first step. Next step would be to do it consistently as a habit, as a ritual, as a routine. But for now, step one, take that first step. That is your challenge. That is your homework. And obviously, do it because you enjoy it. Do it because it's fun. And do it because you're not expecting a reward from it. You're not expecting a monetary reward from that activity. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the LifePurpose.com podcast. If you found this episode valuable, share it with someone that you know needs to hear this. And until next time on the LifePurpose.com podcast.